In this episode of the Latino Business Report, we have a candid conversation with Jacqueline Camacho Riz, a visionary entrepreneur that has created an enterprise of inspiration. Her keen sense of service, coupled with the vision to bring good to the world, has led her to create two successful award-winning companies and two nonprofit organizations. Born in Mexico City, Jacqueline moved to the United States at the age of 14, where she quickly learned English and German. From a very early age, Jackie devoured literature. Authors like Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, and other business icons influenced Jacqueline to launch her award-winning marketing and public relations agency, JJR Marketing, in 2006, an international media and publishing company. She is one of the very few Latina sports airplane pilots in the United States and founder of Latinas in Aviation, a global brand that includes books, magazines, scholarships, and events. She believes that taking off is optional and landing on your dreams is mandatory. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode. Today's guest is the amazing Jackie Ruiz. So let, let's let's get into this, Jackie. We're talking a little bit, of course, this is Latino Business Report. But what really impressed me is just your overall desire to succeed in business. I mean, I've read some of your your your, your like your bio and your background, but you came to this country at the age of fourteen, speaking no English whatsoever. And when you came to the U.S., where did your family settle? Was it there in Chicago, or did you settle someplace else? In Chicago. Okay, check out. Well, describe for me that journey. I mean, you come here to the U.S., young Latina, 14 years old, not speaking any English whatsoever, and now you're just a very successful uh, serial entrepreneur with that helps the community, that flies airplanes, that goes around the world just changing changing life for a lot of people. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's amazing how... Uh, you know, I always say this to our young ladies from the Fake Factor Foundation. Sometimes um, you find a mission and sometimes a mission finds you. And I think in the measure that you are aware, you can surrender to that. But um, of course, I wasn't born into this success. I wasn't born, you know, doing what I loved and, uh, you know, making magic for other people, helping others land on their dreams. Uh, it has been a, an amazing journey. And and that really started when I was about five years old, reading amazing literature. If I were to provide two amazing, life-changing books to the, to the listeners today, I would definitely say Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. And second is Napoleon Hill's Think I'm Real Rich. To me, those were the two books that shaped my life. And that's how I kind of knew. I'm like, you know, one day, you know, if I serve enough people, and I think Zig Ziglar used to say this, if you help enough people achieve their dreams, you'll achieve your dreams. So my journey has been one of aligning with, you know, my joy and gratitude and, 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 and eliminating the resistance around me because it hasn't been an easy journey. And I have been down many times, 
you know, and, um, but, you know, I, I now get to enjoy at 40 years old, the fruit of my labor and I get to travel the world. I get to, like you said, fly airplanes, I have 33 books that I've published under my name and over 400 whoa, with whoa, my whoa, publishing whoa. company. Thir- <laughs> how many, how, how many books have you published under your name? 33. 33 books. And what, mm-hmm. what are these books about? Business, uh, different methodologies of marketing, business, uh, children's books uh, related to aviation. And then I have a, a plethora of anthologies where I share stories of many, many women, and leaders, and young Latinas. So all of that comes up to 33 books. <laughs> Don't ask me how books. I got them done. And you, and you said how many yeah. books have you published altogether? Over 400. Many? Over 400 books. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have authors that, in twenty five countries. It's sometimes it's hard to to imagine or to like to see the actual impact because it's like a metaverse of inspiration. Yeah. I've published thousands of stories of Latinos, thousands and thousands of stories through through many organizations. Sometimes an anthology could be ten authors. Sometimes it could be a hundred authors. So you can kind of do the math. I have over fifty anthologies multiple you know authors each um it's just a such a beautiful blessing you know and it's all through storytelling and and inspiration amazing amazing so um which came first was it your marketing firm that came first marketing first basically you know it's it was my my driver Mm -hmm. so you had yeah the marketing firm that was your driver um if you don't mind me asking how how old were you when you started your firm Marketing 23 firm, years old. 23. 23. Yes. And you know what? I'll tell you a story. I, I was telling that to a friend this morning. Um, she basically, we I, I went to a meeting and of course I didn't speak a word of English, right? So mm-hmm. I hired, I subcontracted a lot of people that were native, you know, speakers. And uh, I happened to hire this renowned, uh, you know, subcontracted him, a renowned um writer from a local newspaper column and he had his own PR agency over a million dollars you know PR agency and uh, he came to with me to one of our meetings he was also acting kind of a mentor to me and uh, we got out of the meeting and he said to me he's like Jackie um, I'm gonna ask you to tone it down Um, I counted the word amazing you said the word amazing 23 times during that meeting and, you know, we're in a business setting. Like, you know, I know you are passionate. And, you know, I got to my car and I just like broke down because I said, I don't remember saying the word amazing 23 times. I mean, who in the world is counting? Number one. Number two, why is he counting the words? And number three, you know, it's like, how do I identify if I don't even know that I did it? It's like part of me, part of the passion, right. part of the excitement. So, Oh, luckily, I picked up the phone and then called my other mentor who had built a $33 million company at the age of 38 years old. And I called them up and I said, hey, Brian, I just, uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to ask your advice. You know, uh, one of my mentors said, you know, to tone it down. And he says, heck no. Tone it up, Jackie, because this energy, this mm-hmm. passion this love for helping people that you have, this like brightness in your eyes, this is going to be the number one ingredient for you to achieve success and become a millionaire. 
because that fire in your belly and that sparkle in your eye is going to make it happen. So you know what? Tone it up. All just the find way. An, just find another word than uh, just find a different word than amazing, right? Uh, yeah, no, and I, you know, he said no. You just use you it, toned it up, okay? All right. Yeah. That, well, it's obviously worked. I mean, you're sitting right now on this interview in your your summer home in Mexico. Um, so nice, nice. <laughs> so you, you, you toned it up, and with that toning up, did you start seeing results of, of even more success? Absolutely. Within a couple of years, I doubled my business. And then again, and again, and -hmm. again. And then uh, I then, that was 18 years ago when I created JJR Marketing. And then um, as I was starting to publish my own books, I became uh, my husband, as he would say, he's like, you're becoming the mother to yourself book publishing advice. Because I had seven books and people were looking at me as an example. I was sure. only 26 when I published my first book. That was 14 years ago. And uh, I was doing conferences. And, you know, they, they started asking me to go to Europe and Dubai and Costa Rica and all over, you know, the United States and Mexico. And people are like, oh, my gosh, how do you, you write books? So I was spending a lot of time. And it was at a point where I'm like, you know what? If I ever do anything with publishing, it'll be author-focused. It'll be with the author in mind because I'm an author first. And I mm-hmm. never chose to be a publisher. Publishing chose me. So we created a publishing company nine years ago. And within two years, the company quadrupled the size. And uh, and it was just, you know, unbelievable. And to this day, you know, it's uh, it continues to grow and evolve. And so now I run JJR Marketing, an 18-year-old firm. And then mm-hmm. I run uh, Fig Factor Media, nine years, nine-year-old firm. And... Um, and I, you know, I always say, you know, success for me is profit and impact. And, you know, they just have to be present in your life, you know, and, and they intercept and they connect. And that's what I've been able to do. Right. So it feels amazing to be able to do what I'm doing and give back and say, you know what, I want to help. I just want to help people, you know. And I do that by, by these two agencies, companies, and then, you know, my nonprofits as well. Jackie, I also um, read that you had a bit of a health scare if, you know, a while back, you want to describe that for for me and and what happened and how did that how did that change your life? Um, well, that changed everything for me because when I was twenty one, I was diagnosed with cancer, and when I was twenty three, I had pre cancer by my liver, um, and that led to the complete reconstruction of my digestive system. And uh, when I woke up from the surgery, after being hospitalized for two weeks, 40 doctors, um, the doctor said to me, he says, Jackie, we don't know if you're going to make it, or we don't know if you're going to be fed out of a tube for the rest of your life. So a doctor telling you that at 23 years old, when you had a five-month-old baby, I was about to graduate college, a brand new marketing agency in the land of dreams, I looked at the doctor and I said, I just have one question for you. And I said, can I leave the hospital by next Thursday between 8.30 and 8.45? Because I'm graduating with honors. I'm doing my finals. And I'm going to graduate with honors. He looked at me. He's He's like, your positive attitude saved you. And, um, And came back two weeks later. They removed the tube. Yes, I mean, inside my digestive system, I might look like an alien. But uh, on the outside, 
I started, you know, reading more, meditating more, writing more, just doing the things that I know that can give me life, you know, that positive attitude and helping more people. That's when the foundation to, you know, came to my radar about helping young Latinas. And uh, it changed my life. It created a sense of urgency to serve. And uh, that's when I also decided to become a pilot because I said, you know, if I do die, A, I'm going to write a book so my children know who I, I was. Second, okay. I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do. Travel the world, fly airplanes, whatever, you know. I used to even race uh, uh, cars on the track, you know, with my husband for a little while. So You were, you were a race car driver? Yeah, for a while I did some okay. some some racing at the track. <laughs> so you de- you definitely wanted to live live dangerously, man. But you wanted to live. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. I'm like, wait, okay. if I died, I just want to make sure that I'm. Well, yeah, you you want you oh, wanted yeah. to uh, you wanted to uh, definitely have experienced life. Now, what motivated you to want to? Okay, racetrack, race car driving. I could understand flying. How did that How did that fit into everything? Have you? Did you have family members that flew? Did you watch a movie, read a book, look up in the sky, see a plane? I mean, what what what's the motivation behind wanting to become a pilot? You know what? I um, I basically one day. I mean, I my husband and I went to a, an air show, and uh, mm-hmm. we saw a little plane that looked like a toy, and my husband said, "I want to get my pilot's license," so. We bought a, you know, we bought a kind of the scurry flight, you know, kind of thing. It was in the middle of summer. So we go to the airport and this little toy looking thing, you know, but it's a light sport aircraft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they took off the doors because it was the summer and uh, they gave a flight to my husband and then they get a flight to me. Now, my husband, you know, he's six foot three, very tall. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this plane is so small. You know, and for me, I had this like beautiful spiritual experience because I looked outside and like there's no doors. You know, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, if I ever need to ask God for another prayer, like this will get, you know, if I'm flying a plane, it'll get there quicker. You know, because I'm like 3,000 feet, 5,000 feet above. So that was kind of my initial thought. But, but from, I knew, from, your, from your lips to God's ear, quicker because you're 30,000 feet up in the air. Okay. 3,000 of you. I wish 3, I could feet, Okay, I can't go beyond 10,000 without a, an oxygen mask, but that's uh, another story. I never quite heard it described that way, but okay, that's unique. That I guess that would work. So you guys actually went shopping for an airplane before you even knew how to fly? Well, we, we went shopping for a Discovery flight because we knew, okay. you know, we wanted to kind of have that experience to see. But my husband decided, no, this is not for me. So he kept racing on the track because we were members of mm-hmm. a racetrack and we had, you know, sports cars and all the stuff. And I basically, you know, continued to do that for a little while. And then one day uh, I started doing marketing for the same aviation school. Because that was my passion, marketing, right? So mm-hmm. the owner, I mean, they were super nice. And every time I shared the campaign, they were like, wow, aviation, all this stuff. And one day, literally, I cannot tell you that it was the most amazing moment or anything. But it was just one moment when I was driving. I was on the highway. And uh, I said, I am, I'm going to become a pilot. And I literally, I literally said that. And um, 
I called the aviation school and I said, hey, can, can you give me some easy reading? Because I'm going to go, you know, uh, to Europe and I, I want to start reading about, you know, what this is all about. And when he handed me all these books, I was like, wow, what am I getting myself into? Because the biggest one, the most impressive one was, I mean, he handed me a pile of books, all aeronautical knowledge and all this stuff, weather related and all that. And then he handed me this book about this thick. It's called Far Aim. And I'm pretty sure you know about it, but it's essentially the Bible for pilots. And it's basically a book, a thick book, where a third of it is how you get your license. And two thirds is how you lose your license, written by attorneys for pilots. So that's when I knew, I'm like, this is serious. I mean, me having the privilege to fly the federal airspace in, in one of the most restricted industries in the world. And for mm -hmm. me to be bestowed that, you know, that gift or earn it really, because it's not just given to you, it's earned. You have to be proficient in 49 areas of aviation in order for you to even do your check ride and to get your license, which I ended up doing in 2018. Uh, I started flying in 2015, got my license so I can carry passengers between 2015 and 2018. I basically did a lot of the solos and I would go do my tours in Europe, come back and continue to study and practice. Sometimes I would go to the airport and land 10, 10, you know, 10, 20 times, um, practicing the different types of landing. And then I would do the ground school when I was traveling. And finally, I was like, I am making this happen. I'm going to do this. And I saw myself again, just like I saw myself being successful with the marketing agency. I saw myself with the FAA examiner handed me, you know, handing me a certificate saying you're the pilot in command and that he actually mm -hmm. said you're the captain of this aircraft. Okay. And I said, well, that's even better. <laughs> and obviously at that point in time and even today, there's not that many Latinas in av aviation. No. And so I could only assume that's what motivated the, the group that you have there, Latinas in Aviation. Tell us about that. Well, I went on a, on a search because I'm like, you know what? There's not a lot of pilotinas, or, you know, that I see I love anywhere, that pilot, you know, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and a friend of mine gave me a teddy bear for my first solo flight and I called her Amelia. And then I just like, you know what? Your friend was Amelia or the teddy bear was Amelia? The, te the teddy bear was Amelia. Oh, you know, okay. she was my okay. fearless companion, you know, to every flight, every solo flight I did cross-country flights, everything. And uh, when I came up with this word, Pilotina, and my husband being the creative director for both of our companies, he said, oh my God, this could be an amazing logo. So he created this beautiful logo. And then I started giving away teddy bears. And um, then uh, I said, you know what? I don't see a lot of Latinas, you know, because a lot of them were coming to fly with me and I've taken over 100 passengers and I gave, I've given away over 2,600 teddy bears around the world, you know, <laughs> to schools and different things. I mean, for my 40th birthday, I went around and packed the airplane with 400 teddy bears do, and delivered them to Jackie, first do, do you have your own teddy bears? Do, do you have your own teddy bears made now or manufactured? Or do yes. you just yes. buy them off the show? Okay. Yeah, and I have like it has it's customized with my logo, and it's uh, I've given oh, away almost twenty seven hundred, like over twenty two thousand six hundred and fifty, and I just placed another order, so that will be two thousand seven hundred and fifty teddy bears that I've given out around the world. The new order is going to arrive in you know three weeks because schools, you know, when I do keynotes and stuff, keep asking me. But back to the Latinas in aviation, 
I went on a search. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to find more pilotinas. And it took me mm-hmm. nine months to find 21 amazing captains, aeronautical engineers, air traffic controllers, like a lot of people in the aviation world that happen to be amazing Latinas. And I found, I went to the United Nations and I found the former NASA chief engineer, Evelyn Miralles. And I said, oh my gosh, this amazing woman has to do my preface for the book because she is incredible. And she did. And then I put her on the cover of a magazine that I did and all of that. But long story short, Latinas in Aviation is the first organization of its kind for Latinas ever in the 100 plus year history of aviation. We've um, launched a Latinas in Aviation Global Festival. We have two magazines. I've personally given away almost $10,000 in scholarships. Uh, like I said, I've given away, you know, soon to be 2,750 teddy bears. Uh, we have a uh, four, soon to be four volumes. And we have authors all over the world. Latinas, mm. first Latina captain of Volaris Airlines in Mexico, first Latina captain of American Airlines, first Latina to be in the Air Force and be a trainer for the F-40. First, I mean, a lot, the first and the youngest captain in South America, in Venezuela with, uh, you know, with, uh, I can't remember the name of the airline right now, but she's the youngest captain in Latin America and she's part of our book. So all of this happened with the book, one is idea. Is that book out? Is that book out yeah. already? Yes, it's uh-huh. been out for three years, three and a half years. And soon to be the fourth volume of that. So now and the Latinas are. We're, oh, go ahead. We're, we're they, I'm sorry. Where can I find this book? So on Amazon. Um, or, Amazon, or yeah. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Fig Factor Media. And you can go to latinasinaviation.com and you'll see all about the books. And now the pilotinas find me. They come to me and say, I have a story or my cousin or my aunt or, you know, they have a story to share. So and we have a permanent exhibit at a museum in Maryland with artifacts donated by my authors. So how amazing is that? It's like history in the making. It's it's just uh, so humbling for me. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. And it all started because you just you wanted to just live life to the fullest and says, I want to fly. And with a Teddy, with a co-pilot named Amelia, Jackie, that is just totally, totally awesome. I mean, the things that, I mean, a museum, how cool is that? Uh, okay, Jackie, it's amazing. So if anybody's in, out there listening in Maryland or somebody want, is in Maryland, how do, where do they find that museum at or that exhibit at? Uh, the museum is at the College Park Aviation Museum. And it's uh, also next to a, a strip, which is uh, the longest running strip in the nation, even when 9-11 happened, this was uh, still open for military operations. So they have the field of first foundation, and that's why they wanted to have, you know, this first exhibit of its kind. So the exhibit is pretty, pretty big, pretty sumptuous, uh, I would say, uh, from my experience. And it has a lot of, like, like I mentioned, a lot of the artifacts donated by my authors. And uh, it just keeps growing, right? Because now we have soon to be four volumes. And every time that we go back to the annual Latinas in Aviation Global Festival, they come in with different more items and donate them to the museum. So it just keeps evolving and keeps growing. 
which makes me so happy. <laughs> as it should, as it should. And the, the impact it has on so many people, and especially the, the young Latinas out there. That um, And there again, your foundation. So let's talk a little bit about your foundation and what you do for these young women and, and how does it how does it change their lives? So the Fig Factor Foundation was created in 2014 uh, with the aim of helping unleash the amazing in future Latina leaders. And the idea was that uh, we recognize that they are already amazing. We're not giving them the magic wand. They already have it. We're just helping them unleash it. And so what we do is we have a, a two-day program where they learn about the eight Fig factors, eight core values, so to speak. And uh, then they basically get six months of mentorship and we continue to monitor them and invite them to amazing experiences and also invite them to give back to the community, therefore making them full citizens of the world. And that's that's what we aim for. That's what we, you know, what we want to do, making sure that uh, and, and they the have a Latina, well-rounded approach. The young Latinas are from what age to what age? 12 to 25. And okay. uh, primarily they're from the United States. Uh, we do have a partnership with a university in Mexico, Universidad de Guanajuato. So we've, um, we've done a lot of programs in Mexico and the United States bringing the girls from Mexico. And I'm so. sure, I'm sure that some of these girls have actually been up with you in the second seat in one of your planes. Absolutely. Many of them. <laughs> uh, in fact, I've taken over a hundred passengers up in the air and uh, ages five to 80 years old. And uh, a lot of those passengers are young Latinas <laughs> that I'm invited to fly. I'm curious. I'm sure you've inspired a few of them to want to become, uh, what do you call it? Pilot a pilotina. <laughs> a, pi a, pil a pilotina. A pilotina. Um, that, is, that, is, that is great. So the, the girls that go through your foundation, um, how, how long is the program? You said the program is the mentorship is six months, but really, months. I mean, yeah, we are still in contact with a lot of them. It's like six months to a lifetime. It seems like. Yeah. Well, Jackie, let me. What's next? Where do you go from here? Um, I continue to surf. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I have thirty three books. I have two successful companies. I travel the world. I fly airplanes. I do a lot of stuff. I just, uh, every day I renew my contract with God through acts of kindness. And I just, uh, I always say, you know, as long as I'm alive, you know, when you have seen death so close, um, you kind of create that sense of urgency to serve. So I always, I don't have any major plans, even though I'm a pilot and I, oh, you know, I literally just want to continue to do what I do and, and help catch some dreams for people you know, like I do every day, and um, and just be alive. You said something interesting um, that a lot with a lot of these young Latinas, you you pull it out of them. You find it in them. In other words, they already they already kind of it's almost inbred of what they're going to do, what they want to do. It just you help bring that out of them, so they have the courage to to pursue that dream. Now, I was uh, talking to somebody, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a a young little Latina named Jackie that was uh, climbed a fig tree. Do you want to expand, explain that one to me? <laughs> yeah, this little girl was five years old when she decided that she was going to start her first company in Mexico City. 
climbed up a little fig tree and uh, basically got outside her door and started selling those figs in a wobbly table. And uh, most people were not even paying attention to her. They were just passing by, minding their own business. This little girl didn't give up and she got up from her chair and started chasing them down the street, telling them all about the amazing value that those fish so were going to provide if, to them. If, if, if they passed your little fig, like some kids have a lemonade stand, you, for, for this little girl, which is you, you had a fig table. I mean, you were selling figs, and if they, if they kept walking, you would chase them? Yes. Because I had to, you know, this was like the, the start of my company. So I had okay. to... I had to uh, provide the value and I, you know, both of my parents were entrepreneurs. So for me, it was like, they need to see the value. Maybe they're not seeing it, but I need to articulate the value of buying five figs for three pesos and making people at the office happy because now, you know, he's been the the bearer of good news and figs. Fresh fruit. So that's, that's how I kind of saw it. You know, I'm like, this is your only, like this sense of urgency, right? This is your only chance because I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. I mean, this is my grand opening. So uh, I ended up selling 30 pesos in figs and my mom comes out and she says, what are you doing? And she, you know, she was very impressed. And for many years, I did not remember how old I was. She reminded me that I was five. I didn't remember how much I actually sold, but she reminded me that it was kind of a lot of money for a little girl. But she reminded me of, like, I always remember, and she reminded me of this, like, the grit of this girl, right? The the resilience and the fact that I didn't give up and, you know, how, like, she was very impressed. And and I was, I always remembered, I'm like, oh, but wait a minute, I made it happen. I chased them down the street to show them that I actually provoked that. So then, you know, the Fig Factor Foundation, the baseline of that is the eight figs or the eight fig factors that can change your life, right? You can stand on the sidelines and be traumatized for the next 30 years because nobody listened to you. Or you can actually do something about it. And that's what I did. And that's what kind of changed my mindset, too. Because it was like my my very first accomplishment in life it was like, hmm, I did this. That was pretty cool. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Now, it just so happens that the um, Fig Newtons happen to be one of my favorite little packaged cookies. So next time I eat a Fig <laughs> Newton, Jackie, I'm going to be thinking of you and that as five years old, climbing that climbing that tree to uh, to sell your figs. Um, Jack, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your 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 schedule to to be on the uh, the podcast today. But do you have any closing remarks or any closing thoughts? And and for the listeners out there, I'm going to in our in our show notes definitely get put a link to Jackie's website to where you can find uh, her books uh, to her Latinas in Aviation and find some other uh, connections if you want to follow her because I'm definitely going to start following her following her on all her social media links because definitely Jackie you. You're an inspiration, and you're only, what, you just turned 40? Amazing. I just turned 40. (laughs) What what you've accomplished is, you know, most people don't accomplish in two or three lifetimes. So I'm very anxious to watch you and see what you do in the next four or five years. Um, Jackie, any closing comments or any um, advice you have for anybody out there? And let's not just, you know, it's not about Latinas. There's a few Latinos out there that could probably use some, some advice from you as well. Well, I'm known for this famous uh, quote, uh, which is, taking off is optional, landing on your dreams is mandatory. 
So just remember okay, that. One more, one, one more thing. What is it? Taking off is optional? Landing on your dreams is mandatory. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So those you those you heard it folks, the, the words of wisdom from Jackie Reese, a serial entrepreneur, a go getter, an accomplisher, a marketing firm, a publishing company, and a foundation and giving back to the community, helping other people achieve their goals and their dreams. So we're gonna to try to land this podcast on a on a positive note. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report. I've been your host, J.R. Gonzalez. You can find all of our episodes of Latino Business Report at latinobusinessreport.com. We also have our entire library on YouTube. And Jackie, once again, thank you so much for joining us. And I would say good luck, but it doesn't sound like you need it. But definitely when wheels are up, may clear skies be before you and your personal and professional life keep progressing as it has. Thank you so much.